In most cultures and communities today, there is a big separation between normal life and birth, and a lot of the stories we do hear are usually the most extreme ones that cause women to fear their births. But women are built to birth, and this podcast is to remind women of that amazing reality. I am Bridget, and I'm a childbirth educator and birth doula in the San Francisco Bay Area, and this podcast exists to share women's birth experiences, to inspire, encourage, and remind women that they are built to birth. So welcome to the first episode with Ranzel, who has just given birth during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and write a review after you listen so that more mamas just like you can discover these inspiring birth stories. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Ranzel. Ranzel, it's Ranzel, right? Yeah, Ranzel. Uh Well, I'm so glad that you're like to see you and to kind of have a face to the name. Um, (laughs) I was so happy when you like reached out to me. Like I have these moms, you know, come and tell me their like a little bit of their birth story every once in a while on Instagram. And when you came and shared me yours, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so amazing. And you gave birth during all of this COVID craziness. Yeah. What was that kind of like? Um, it was, it didn't bother me at first with mm. all the news going on. Cause I was like, oh, like I'm fine. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be around um, my family. And um, so for me, it wasn't too much of a worry. What worried me is when they started shutting down like hospitals, like up north um, for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine like giving birth without my husband there, let alone doing it by myself and not having done it before. Um, Yeah. And so that's what really worried me. And so when I got the call Thursday morning um, Mm. from my nurse and, you know, kind of telling me, well, your husband can't come with you to your appointment on Friday. And, um, and I asked her, would I be able to deliver with my husband there? And she said, honestly, like it's changing day by day. Um, I can't give you the answer. And I, yeah, this is the first time I've actually like, couldn't even speak after she said that like I just started mm. crying and yeah oh and so it really it was overwhelming that was the first time I've ever felt um that anxiety and that stress mm. during that day um yeah that's but, a lot to take on yeah yeah that's a that's a, like I feel like for a first time mom walking into her birth experience, you know, it's a little bit overwhelming already because it's something she's never done before. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you're doing it for the first time and, you know, you've had all these months to prepare for it, but there is that element of the unknown that is worrisome. And then to add in that like added element of like, you know, maybe your birth partner is not going to be able to be there is like, that's, that's overwhelming. Um, and so I can't wait to hear like the rest of that story, like in depth. But before we get into that, can you share a little bit? Let's like go back to the beginning. And first of all, tell me a little bit about like yourself, who you are, um, and then share with me how or like, yeah, what how you found out you were pregnant. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm Ranzel Rinless Walker. Um, my husband and I um, met in Salt Lake City and um, 
I think within five months of dating, we um, decided to get married. I love it. <laughs> so it's like it a was, love story. It was kind it's of perfect. crazy. But um, anyway, so it's just to me, like meeting my husband and everything, like already manifested of how like small of a world we live in. Um, so he hmm. served um, an LDS mission in the Philippines um, before meeting him. And he actually the area that he served is actually like my hometown. But, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy. Like what are the chances? Yeah, so it was um yeah, it was pretty crazy. So like you know, we I moved from the Philippines to the United States when I was around like 8 9 years old. Um Okay. And um so I didn't really know you know a lot of the people like in our area like since I was so young, but it's just fun to see him interact with my sisters and my mom um, and how they know the same people. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. So you so, guys met in five months, you guys were engaged or got married and I then engaged. Yeah. And then two months okay, after engaged. that, we were married. Yeah. I love it. And so then after you got married, when did you guys decide, you know, to get pregnant or when did you guys get pregnant and how'd you find that out? Um, so on our wedding night, we both just, you know, decided it was such like a, like, not a big deal, like conversation to have. And, um, (laughs) you know, we're like, okay, three years, like three years is a pretty good timing, like, you know, kind of get to know each other, like even more and experience life together before we like add on like a baby. And so three years was June of last year. And two months prior to that, I had gotten off my birth control. I was like, okay, like, you know, we're we're doing this. And um, anyway, so a month after, a month after our three-year anniversary, I find out, like, I was a week late. And, you know, to me, I've always thought that I I was going to have a hard time getting pregnant Mm. because my periods before birth control. So birth control I've been in since high school um, because my period would come every other month and it would be so heavy and I was just so irregular. Mm. And so a week um, had gone by, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm a week late. And I was kind of getting stressed. Like, am I going back to that irregular, like menstrual cycle you know, and I didn't even want to think about that. And yeah. I, so I told him, I'll, I'll wait a week and then I'll take a pregnancy test. So like, he went to play basketball at like five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, okay, I'm up. Like, I'm going to take this test. And um, it came positive. And um, oh my goodness. I didn't even take the other test that came in the pack. Like, I just knew. I knew yeah. it was positive. And Aww. um. Anyway, so he had came home and I just basically put it on our bedside table and he looked at it. He's like, you're not, you're not serious, are you? And I said, <laughs> yeah, like I, we're serious. I'm like, I couldn't even keep it. And I didn't tell him in any like elaborate way, but he was super excited and just how everything had worked out. It was, it was amazing that we were able to get pregnant that fast and so, That's so sweet. Awesome. That's so special. Oh, well, congratulations on, well, I guess your pregnancy, but now your baby's born already. <laughs> um, and then like kind of what was your 
like, what were you expecting or what did you want your birth to be like when you found out you were pregnant and you were like, okay, like now at the end of these nine months, I'm going to be giving birth. What kind of was like, like, what did you want your birth experience to be like? Um, I was pretty nonchalant about it. Um, didn't really have any idea. Like to me, it was like, mm-hmm. just however it's going to go is the way it's going to go. <laughs> um, yeah. so for me, I was like, if I had it, um, if I had her naturally, like that's awesome. But if I also needed an epidural, that's great too. Um, mm. I just, you know, as much as possible, I did not want to have like a C-section. Um, mm. But I didn't really, to be honest, like I didn't really start thinking yeah. about my birth plan or anything of how I actually wanted my birth to be like until... Mm. 35 weeks pregnant yeah and what Um, kind of like at that 35 week mark what kind of like sent you into that mode of like okay I need to start preparing um I had actually spoken with my cousin that also gave birth naturally and I had asked her um so how was that like like what steps did you take to prepare for your birth and she mm-hmm. had talked to me about hypnobirthing and gave me mm. all these different resources of um, na- natural birth. And um, it really just like her story empowered me to have mm. my own like natural birth just because of how she said like I was in control of my body and, mm. um, you know, and it was just her and her husband as well. Um, yeah. That was in that you know, in, in the room. And she was like, you know, like just having that control and having her Hmm. husband, like help her through, you know, labor and delivery, um, really just like made their bond even closer. And, um, you know, and I wanted the same thing. And so I, and I, I had discussed it with my husband, like, I think I really want like a natural birth. And, you know, right away, he was like, okay, how can we accomplish that? Like, what do we need to start um, researching and implementing Mm. in, you know, our day-to-day lives, like, to help you with that? So he was very supportive. And he actually is the one that found you on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, great. It sounds like you guys are, like, really proactive about, like, you know, getting on board and being like, okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, you know, with all the videos that we watch, he's like, okay, like, see, you're not too late. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that you're never too late. <laughs> this at 35 weeks. And um, it was awesome. He actually has like a whole um, notebook full of just notes, like on everything. That is amazing. <laughs> Oh my yeah. goodness. It yeah, it awesome. just shows like how the support of that birth partner can just be it's, it can like make or break the experience, you know? And so like having that support from your husband was so sweet that, you know, he was the one who was like, all right, let's do this. Like, let's help you accomplish this. And that's awesome. And I love that. Like it was your cousin who inspired you to have, to kind of like rethink Mm -hmm. your birth experience, you know, and be like, wow, like this doesn't have to be an experience that I just have to like, like, kind of go through and just be like okay whatever happens happens but this is something that I can be like inspired and like empowered and encouraged by and so it just shows like how much power in like positive birth stories like how much power positive birth stories have and so that's so cool that your cousin kind of was able to play that part in you having this empowering birth experience 
Yeah, for sure. I, it, it was, it was amazing. And, um, mm. it was kind of just the light at the end of the tunnel with everything that's been going on as well. Um, yeah. and I didn't expect it to go as well as it did. Um, yeah. and that's what like kind of, that's the, one of the first things I thought about was like, Wes, like I need to me- message Bridget. Like I need Aww. to let her know like how much like um your like the thirteen tracks of um hmm. the affirmation like meditation really did like help me. Like that is what got me through my labor and delivery and all of it. Like it was hmm. it was amazing. Um and Yeah, well it's so you know, like I said it before, but where the mind leads, the body follows, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's like just guiding your mind in the way that you want your body to go, which is so powerful. Yeah, it definitely was like in this scenario, it really was like mind over matter. And Mm -hmm. it was amazing for me to experience that because I don't think I've had an experience to where um, I really pushed myself and you know, really believed in myself that I can do this. Cause even with the like at home workouts, like I can't even (laughs) go through like a workout by myself. Cause if if something starts burning, I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm done for the day. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so amazing. So, you know, now we've talked a little bit about your pregnancy. And so like, I'm so excited to hop into your birth story. You said at the beginning you know, that, that you had that conversation with the nurse where she was saying, you know, protocols are changing every day at a hospital. So I can't like guarantee like who's going to be able to be there. Mm -hmm. Who's not going to be able to be there. How, what week was that? Like how many weeks pregnant were you when you had that phone call? Um, that was the, that phone call was the day before I gave birth. So okay. 38 wow. weeks. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> starting, starting at that phone call, which you shared about, kind of now walk me through and walk all of us through like what your birth story was. And so I'll let you share kind of from that point on just the rest of the story. And this is like, like I've heard a little bit, you know, just from your message, but I can't wait to hear like all the details. Seriously, I'm so excited. I feel so like (laughs) antsy and I'm so excited to hear it. So go ahead and share, share the rest of that story. Um, so after that phone call, I was hysterically crying. My husband came into mm-hmm. the room and had asked me what, what's wrong? What happened? Um, he, and I had just told him, um, I'm not sure like if I'm going to be able to have you there, um, when I have the baby and, you know, obviously he was distraught as well. Like it's, you know, our first child together and just how special that is. Um, I mean, how special it is to even bring a child into this world and experience that yeah. with your partner. Um, mm-hmm. And not being able to share that was really just, you know, it really broke our hearts. And, mm. um, but, you know, he's really great at keeping me um, ha- have like a positive outlook on everything. Mm. And, you know, he's like, okay, so, well, what do you want to do? Well, what can we do about this situation? Obviously, if protocols change, like, there's nothing we can do about that. But, you know, starting right now, what do you want to do about it? And um, I told him, I think, I think we need to, like, 
induce my labor naturally, like however we can at home. Um, you know, from my last appointment, um, the week prior, you know, the doctor had already told me that I was three centimeters, um, dilated and my cervix looked good. Like everything was checking out. Like, um, you know, the baby was in the perfect position. Um, and to me, like that just confirmed that, um, okay, like if she's going to come, then she's going to come. And, you know, I'm doing these for the right reasons because I want like mm-hmm. my husband to be there as well. And so yeah. we went on. <laughs> I think this is the most like exercise I've had like the last week and a half. Um, we went <laughs> on two long walks that day. Um, I drank my like red raspberry leaf tea. I think I drank like mm-hmm. six like tea bags that day. <laughs> um, and I had... Um, eaten my six dates that I I've been eating dates like continuously yeah. every single day and um, mm-hmm. I had also um, been doing essential oils of like the clary sage and yeah um, so that was awesome and he actually was the one doing like my acupressure like massages great. and he, he did like a great job with that and um so that's kind of what we did all day that we were like on baby mode like all day <laughs> and, yeah um so we had gone to bed uh around like nine ten o'clock at night and I was like okay like we've done everything we can to this point if you know she comes then she comes if not then you know there's nothing yeah. more that we can do um and I woke up actually like at 5.45 in the morning because um, I needed to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom and I started having cramps, but it mm. wasn't enough for me to be alarmed. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just, it's just like, you know, the discomfort yeah. that comes with pregnancy. Yeah. And so I had gotten in bed, tried to go back to bed and um, I kind of just looked at my phone. I was like, well, let me just time it. And it was about... Um, five minutes apart about like a minute long but a five minutes apart and so Mm -hmm. I was like okay it's not bad like and I was just you know like scrolling through social media on my phone and yeah it had gotten to where it was like four minutes apart and at that point I was like okay like something's happening and I Mm -hmm. need you know I need to wake him up so I woke up my husband and um I was like, I think like I'm having contractions, but I'm not sure. And so I immediately like um, sat on my birthing ball. And that was the one thing I did too the day before was just like bouncing on my birthing ball. (laughs) Um, Those things are like magic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, anyway, so I was just sitting on my birthing ball and like I had my elbows on on the couch and just kind of rolling because I could, you know, I started to feel them even more. And my husband's like, I think I need to like give um, the birthplace like triage like a call like to let him know like what's going on. And the nurse on the phone was very just like calm about it. Like, well, like you know, it's your first baby, and you're she's only thirty eight weeks, and yeah, it might just be a false alarm. Just go have her take a Tylenol, go take a bath, (laughs) bath, and let's see where you know it goes from there. And she even. You know, I remember her saying, if she's not crying, then like it's she's not in that much pain. And so I was like, 
I told my husband, I was like, well, Tara, I've been doing like hypnobirthing and it didn't really phase her. Um, hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to listen to my body. And so I started, you know, listening to your tracks and um, <laughs> that like got me through like my, you know, just the contractions and everything. And while my husband was preparing the bath and by the time I got into the bath, it was, it was painful. Like it was to yeah. where I was like, oh my gosh, like I am like, gripping you know the stair stairwell and everything and yeah whatever else I can get a hold of um yeah but I still didn't feel like crying so I was like okay look it's fine I'm probably still at a five or a seven like I'm not yeah that far along and um at this point he, he sees me like squirming in the bath and he's like okay like I'm gonna start getting everything ready put it in the car and I'm just going to call him and let him know that we're coming. And I said, mm. oh, I just told him, I was like, okay, okay. And the whole time, the two, I would definitely say like the two things that I took with me um, and didn't really worry about anything else was my headphones and my eye mask. And to mm. really just set the mood of yeah. focusing on my breathing and, you know, um, and on my body and what my body was telling me. And yeah. by the time my husband got me out of the bath, I could not even stand up. I was yeah. crawling on the kitchen floor. And at that point, he's like, okay, we got to get you in the car. Like this is, yeah. yeah, this is getting intense. And it was, I think, getting two minutes apart. Um, mm -hmm. And in the car, I kept kicking his seat because I was in the back seat, like kicking his seat. And yeah. he was trying to go as fast as he can to um, the hospital. And thank goodness um, our hospital had valet. Um, and so he pulled oh, up to the valet guy and the guy was like, oh, like, let me go grab a wheelchair because it doesn't even look like she can get out of the car. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got in the wheelchair and... When we got in the hospital, they were doing the um, the like security checkpoints for COVID and yeah. um, check our temperature and all of that. And by the time, actually, my husband was actually told the valet guy, oh, okay, like, I'll just have the nurse take her up and I can go park, you know, I can go grab her staff. And um I told him, I was like, no, you are coming with me. Like, this yeah. is like, I don't yeah. even know if he would have made it, if he would have stayed and grabbed all of our stuff. And so yeah. he just came with me. He told the valet guy, oh, I'll be back. Like, I'll be back. I'm just going to take my wife upstairs. And, you know, the nurse wheeled me up and he was there with me. Um, oh, my gosh. And this was the most, like agonizing pain I've ever been I still didn't feel like crying and so yeah um by the time we got to check to the check-in desk um this sweet lady was taking her time and it took us <laughs> 10 minutes at the check-in desk and that is where my water completely broke and I literally mm -hmm. was just like turning around in my wheelchair like I couldn't like on my knees in the wheelchair I couldn't even like hold yeah. it together and yeah um by the time we got to the um yeah to the triage and they had laid me down put um you know the nurse went to go check my cervix and I was having a contraction she's like okay like let's just get through this and I'll check your cervix and see how far along you are um 
when she checked, she was so surprised. She was like, you are a 10 plus two. Like we got to wheel you out of here. (laughs) um, Oh my gosh. I guess my husband didn't hear that. And so for him, when the nurse started like telling him, you need to put, you know, the rails up on, you know, on the bed that I was in and we got to wheel her out and we got to take her to delivery. And he was like, okay, like, you know, we were hurrying and, um, by the time I got to the delivery room, um, you know, the, they kept telling me don't push because I think I've already pushed twice. And they're like, don't push. Like, um, you know, put an they're trying in. to get everything uh-huh. ready. And, yeah, they were trying yeah. to get everything ready. And um, but then I saw everything kind of start slowing down. Like there was only one nurse in the room. Um, and I to me, I just took it upon myself and got myself ready on the bed. Like because I had told all the nurses. Um, I wanted to give birth kind of like on my hands and knees, like in mm-hmm. a squatting position or something to where it felt natural to me. And they were totally fine. Okay with that. Um, and so I had gotten in my position in bed and, um, you know, listening to you on my headphones and <laughs> on my like active labor and, um, yeah. To where I could just feel I was doing my J breaths and I could, I literally, it was such a powerful um, moment in time because I could feel my body like contracting and, you know, pushing and Hmm. to where, okay, like I trusted my body fully that the time was now and, you know, by the time I did like my one big push, my husband kind of freaked. I guess he, he told me all of this because I didn't hear any of this. I guess he was freaking out to that one nurse and said, I think like I can see the baby's head and there's no, there were no doctors there, nothing. And she was like, Oh, like she's just, you know, she's just pooping. And he's like, no, yeah. like I think I see the baby's head. And so she just checks and she was like, oh my gosh, like that's the baby's head. And she pulls this lever, apparently this like emergency lever that, um, you know, all the nurses come rushing in and then a midwife comes in and they're like, oh my gosh, she's having the baby like right now. And so yeah. I think I did two more pushes. One push, I felt her head come out all the way. And then the second, just the rest of her body. Mm. Um, and... And were you oh doing God. this on your hands and knees position yeah. or were you, okay. Yeah. On my hands and knees. Um, and my husband's like, yeah, they barely like got in there just in time to um, catch the baby. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like it was crazy. Um, and my husband got to like, you know, cut her umbilical cord and mm. um, it was, it was so surreal. I just like felt my husband like, tap my shoulder kind of give my shoulder a rub and said babe like you did it um she's here and you know I saw her and you know I had that it grabbed her and everything and I had like skin to skin Mm. moment with her and it was it was amazing like all the nurses was were so surprised of how quick my delivery was um and they actually like it was they talked about it all day because whoever would come in to our room later <laughs> that night or a doctor that would check in on us oh I heard that you had quite the day and yeah. how easy your you know labor and delivery was and how fast your baby came um 
And so it was just such like a surreal experience. Um, mm. I remember having her on me and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I just did this. Like, yeah. I can't believe like she is here. And yeah. with everything else, like I didn't really experience any pain afterwards. Um, mm. And so when I delivered my placenta and everything, like how everyone... um. And that's the number one thing, too, I think that got um, me, you know, I was like in a, not necessarily a negative mindset, but I was just like in that fearful state before I had Mm -hmm. really learned about hypnobirthing and positive Mm -hmm. affirmations of how birth was going to go. You know, everyone was like, everyone that I had heard of would tell me, oh my gosh, like delivering your placenta is worse than labor because, you know, there's just one more thing coming or going number one or number two afterwards is the worst thing. And, you know, so that just set kind of, you know, fear in my head. And, um, Hmm. but afterwards, um, when I did have those experiences, number one and number two after birth, I literally, I had, I hadn't experienced like any pain whatsoever. Um, yeah. again, I believe like the whole mind over matter kind of thing yeah. helped me. Um, yeah. but I definitely would just say to anyone who is, um, you know, expecting or going to give birth at, mm-hmm. you know, in this time, I would definitely say there is a lot of negativity that surrounds us right now, especially right now. Yeah. Um, that I would try your hardest to not read those like horror, like birth stories and, yeah. you know, keep a positive mindset of how your birth is going to go recreate it in your mind. And mm-hmm. um, that is really what helped me. I definitely say like birth is nothing to be scared of. And like yes. what you've said before that it is a natural thing that our body like goes through and our body knows mm-hmm. like, what to do and to trust um, our body and our baby and um, yeah. I yeah so I definitely 110% like believe that um, yeah. you, anyone can have a positive birth story mm-hmm. and feel empowered by their birth um, and you can do it you can really labor as long as you want at home um, yeah. <laughs> I know you lived it <laughs> yeah so it was that's amazing it was it was definitely like an uncharted territory um, as a first time mm. mom. Um, yeah. So I didn't know like what to expect of how my pain was, but you know, I had explained to my husband just with how painful my um, menstrual cycles would be. Um, and he has mm. seen me being like in so much pain during my menstrual cycles. I told him it was maybe like 10 steps more painful than you know, my menstrual cycles and, um, and he had asked me right when I gave birth, would you do it again? Like the way that it happened. Yeah. Um, and I told him, yeah, like I would do it again to have this experience. And, um, definitely like I didn't, I still had the adrenaline. I, after Mm -hmm. giving birth, I didn't feel tired. Um, yeah. And, I, I could walk around like I wheeled my baby into you know our room that we were staying in yeah. and just being able to kind of have somewhat 
of a normalcy after giving birth. Um, I believe like really helped me post, you know, two weeks postpartum as well um, of knowing that, okay, like my body had gone through that. And so with my recovery postpartum, it's been, it's actually been really good. Um, you know, and it's been amazing. Um, with, I, I I just can't even put it into words just with my experience. And, you know, I think a lot of people, um, put such a huge, um, kind of bubble into giving birth and postpartum recovery and Mm. it's um I think they need to give like you know moms that's gone through this and everything like a lot more credit and not treat us so like fragile like think that we're so fragile Mm. um Mm. because to me it's like that is the most like powerful thing that we can yeah you like we brought like a human into this world and um it needs to be really appreciated to that degree of oh my gosh like you just did this and that's amazing yeah yeah totally and it sounds like you know you trusting in your body to know what to do and then like you know listening to what it was saying and responding to it that helped you so much and really just like trusting it, responding, moving the way that you needed to, breathing the way that you needed to, to help give you just that positive birth experience because it allowed your baby to come down and out like so much easier and more effectively. And so, you know, that contributes so much to that postpartum recovery as well, where you know, the fewer interventions that take place, the more Mm -hmm. natural it can be. Typically the easier you know, that, that postpartum recovery period is going to be. And so, um, it's like just another one of those reasons where it's like, like we want to strive for as natural of a birth as it can be, not just for the birth itself, which is so important, but also for that postpartum period. Because like you said, like it is, it can be such like an empowering experience, but it comes back to that birth experience where we need to be empowered in our birth in order for, you know, that empowerment to trickle out and then into motherhood. Um, and so that's, you know, one of my questions for you now is like, how, how did your birth experience change the way that you feel about yourself? Um, it definitely made me believe in myself more of the things that I'm able to accomplish. Um, Hmm. And I think that is very powerful because a lot of women, um, especially, you know, um, during pregnancy and even before that, um, a lot of us like have our own insecurities um, Hmm. and things that, you know, we think to ourselves, well, like, they can do that, but I can never do that. Um, yeah. And for me, I definitely had those thoughts as well. Um, even though I did have like a really easy pregnancy and, um, you know, everything went well, I did still have some insecurities um, in the back of my mind. Like how will my body like go back to normal after birth? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what st- steps like would... I take to, you know, really get back to like 
taking care of myself because a lot of um, the things that I have experienced these last two weeks is um, that I never really understood before is when women would say, you don't really have time for yourself, you know, postpartum, Mm -hmm. like you take care of the baby and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about the baby. And that's not like true. That's completely Mm -hmm. not true. Um, You know, you have time to take care of yourself and just knowing that um, you had gone through this experience, um, you, you know, you didn't just bring a baby into this world. You also became a mom. And yeah, it's huge. um, So with my whole experience, um, it's changed the outlook that I have for myself in a much more like positive way. Um, That's so beautiful. And to where I think that's where they get, um, I think a lot of women, that's where they get their, um, the term kind of, of being like a mama bear. And Mm -hmm. um, you do become, you do come out of this much stronger Um, Mm -hmm. and that's definitely how I felt like I, before, like, um, I think I was, I lost um, you a little bit. Now, like, I really believe that, that I can truly like tell her that she can do anything and, you know, be whatever she wants to be and how mm. that's possible. And um, and through this experience, that's what I felt. Like I could be yeah. much more confident in my role as a mother and yeah. as, you know, my own self. And I feel like I didn't lose myself at all through this process. If anything, I experienced or I've opened like a new kind of of window into who Mm -hmm. you are exactly yeah yeah Yeah, exactly you know for moms it's not you don't lose yourself but a part of you changes you know Mm -hmm. you like you said you become a a mom now and so that's like a huge shift and it's such a beautiful one but it can be challenging and you know it's about making the time and putting yourself as a priority because we can be distracted. I mean, not just, we have this amazing new human life that of course we like want to give our heart and life to. Um, But like you said, it's like making ourselves a priority a little bit so that we can take care of ourselves, you know, so that we heal and we make this transition into this new person that we are, um, you know, as smoothly as we can and as powerfully as we can so that we can demonstrate that to this new little life that's that we're helping bring up now. And so that's so cool. I love it. I'm so glad that you've just had this experience that's been so empowering and and special and you're going to be able to carry that with you for the rest of your life and share that with your daughter one day and that's so so cool yeah so I'm excited (laughs) and even you know my husband is so excited to share you know basically our birth story um yeah with the rest of the family and it's just just seeing the reactions of how like well everything has gone and um, yeah. especially and they like you know I can see it as well that they 
feel like empowered through my birth story of yeah oh my god it just shows how you know the more we have these stories out there the more you know these empowered birth experiences are going to happen Mm -hmm. yeah so cool for sure so you know, you're saying it was your, you know, you and your husband's birth experience. What do you feel like helped you the most in him supporting you during your labor? What do you feel like was something that if you could like pinpoint that he did that you're like, oh, this helped so much? I definitely would say is um, when he would massage or push on my back. um, Mm. And even without me telling him, he just kind of, you know, from my cues of um, being in pain. And mm, um, yeah. he was able just to kind of jump in there and, um, you know, massage my arms or just kind of mm. take my mind off of the pain and push on my back and to, where the, to the point where um, I would just kind of tell him, oh, can you just push a little bit harder? And he would. Mm. Um, yeah. And so definitely like that's what helped. He didn't necessarily talk to me as much which I appreciate because I definitely (laughs) am one of those um women that are like do not talk to me like yeah you just needed to go inside yourself you're like no I just need to tune into my body listen to my baby (laughs) yes yes for sure no totally Um, (laughs) but it was that it was the physical aspect of all the things that he was doing made me feel Mm. like okay he knows what to do he um yeah is helping me through this um yeah and so that yeah, is and just what having was. him close by and mm-hmm. that physical touch was like okay I'm not alone I have his support you know I can ask him to do anything and he's gonna do it mm-hmm. and just having that like even physical closeness is so like important during that birth process yeah for sure yeah it definitely was oh. I love it well if there was if there's one thing that you could share with any mama who's going to be listening to this birth story of yours, what is the one thing that you would want to leave her with? Um, I definitely would um, let anyone know that's going through this, you know, being preg- even just being pregnant um, during this mm-hmm. time um, or having a baby during this time. Um, that you're not alone and Mm. um you can do this um you don't have to you know start doing any like to me I think the biggest thing is that you're never too late like I started preparing at 35 weeks and if you think about it that really was at 38 weeks yeah (laughs) um so you're, it's really not too late to prepare. Don't ever think mm. that, oh, because I'm this far along, um, I just, I have to just go and see what yeah. my body can do. Um, so yeah. just prepare as much as you can, whatever, um, you know, stage of pregnancy that you're in right now. Um, mm. Prepare as much as you can with the time that you have left. And I would definitely would say make every moment count. Definitely. Um, yeah get into that mindset of um positive affirmations during pregnancy Mm. during labor and after birth because Mm. that will really um I feel like that really will help 
a lot of women kind of not think about, um, you know, the hormonal changes that mm-hmm. they're going to go through afterwards as well. Um, that's going to help help you um, have a more positive um, like outlook on after having yeah. a baby. And yeah. Um, yeah, so just, I don't know how else yeah. to put it into words. But no, that's, no, that's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're exactly right. It's like, it's never too late to change that mindset into a positive space, you know, and to start listening to those positive birth stories, you know, by reaching out to people like you did with your cousin, you know, to, to see how they did it. And I think that's something that's so lacking in our world today is that there's such a disconnect between birth and like normal life. Whereas like back in the day, it was like, no people like you gave birth in a community, you gave birth in your home, you know, it was a community event that women, that girls grew up with. And so, you know, as women now we, there is that disconnect. And so encouraging just like you reaching out to family members and I'm sure friends, you know, getting those birth experience stories is so impactful. Um, and I love too just the way that you focus so much on your, your mind and, you know, training it to stay positive, training it to trust your body, um, and then trusting in your body to do the work that it needed to do. And I think your story is so powerful. And I, I know it's going to encourage so many mamas who are facing labor right now and who are going to be, you know, laboring in the future. And so I'm so excited for other mamas to hear your beautiful birth experience because it really is such a beautiful one. And I'm so honored that you shared it with me. I'm so glad that you reached out on Instagram and just sent me that little message and it's kind of, you know, had this domino effect for, you know, that led us here. So I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story and it was so good to see you. And, you know, I would love to keep up with like all your photos and um, just your journey into motherhood is so special. So, oh yeah, thank thank you. you. I would love that. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I know it's so fun being able to connect with women during pregnancy and then just see like this journey and this transformation into being amazing mothers. And I know you are an amazing mother for your little daughter and you guys are going to have a perfect and sweet little family. So I love it. Well, thank thank you. you so much for talking with me. And yeah, I'll be looking at your pictures in the months to come and see how your daughter's grown and see how you are. So thank you for being with me. Um, and till next time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye. Well, mamas, I hope you are as empowered and blown away by Ranzel's story as I am. Ranzel talked a lot about how using affirmations helped lead her body where her mind wanted it to go. And we know that where the mind leads, the body follows. And using affirmation meditations are going to help affirm your mind to lead your body in the direction that you want it to go. So whether you're 30 days pregnant or 30 weeks pregnant, it's not too late to start changing your mindset into a positive one for your birth experience. You can download your own Built to Birth affirmation meditations from my website, builttobirth.com, which I will link in the show notes so that you can have these positive affirmation meditations with you wherever and whenever you want to use them. And again, if you were empowered by this birth story, make sure you subscribe, give it five stars, and write a review so that other mamas can discover these empowering birth stories. So thanks for being with me in this podcast, and I will see you in the next one.